Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 153. Hello and welcome to the final episode of Straight and Curly. (laughs) How are you going today, Kel? Oh, it feels a bit weird, doesn't it? Like we said at the end of the last show that we're not sad, which sounds weird. Um, and I really, as much as um, maybe it was big noting us to say that it kind of feels like Seinfeld where they ended it at a very, like when it was still good. Yeah. Um, I feel like I agree um, that it's just, it's just a natural ending. It's, it's. It's time. It's me. It was initiated by me and my gut, but it's just, yeah, you're not <laughs> angry. Sorry, you're not upset. <laughs> it just sounded like you were just clarifying to everyone, I'm the one that did the breaking up, okay? So, like, in case you were wondering, it was me. <laughs> I brought the show to an end. But no, what it is, I initiated, but you weren't, like, angry. You didn't feel abandoned. Oh, God, you're not, no. like, it, it wasn't that kind of, it wasn't like we mutually at the same time came to this decision. It was, you know, it, it was just really nice. Like I, my gut said it's time and you were like, yeah, it's, you know, you're happy to keep doing it, but you're also like, this is fine. So it's, I don't even know. Now I'm overthinking. <laughs> 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 Way to start the final show. Hang on a minute. Totally like, are we really, is this really the final episode? What's happening now? <laughs> no, it's definitely the final episode, guys. This is not uh, Kelly having an on-air existential crisis. Uh, yeah, or an on, on-air big noting herself. And, oh, <laughs> my God. All right, like reset, reset. Okay. Let's not be, like, I just feel like we're going back to like those early. It's so funny because there's so many people in the um, Facebook group when we said that we were, you know, that I was leaving. They were like, we're going to go back to the start and what? And listen to all the oh, shows. And God. I was like, don't start at episode five. Just remember yeah. the golden mm-hmm. rule of straight and curly. Don't listen yep. to the first four episodes. <laughs> Definitely don't, <laughs> don't do that. Start at the start, guys. Even better, start at about episode 10. I reckon that's where we really, really hit our stride. But, I um, agree. Ah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, um, just so that it's just to keep the lid on the silly, uh, what we were going to talk about in today's show, we had a few suggestions um, and then I ignored all of them and went with this one, which is I thought it would be really nice to um, share with our listeners what we hope they have taken away from Straight and Curly over the past, what is it, three years? Is it three or four? I've lost count. I have absolutely no idea, but sure. Let's go with four. Yeah, let's go with four. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Let's <laughs> go with three and a half. Um, okay. So first thing I hope, you know, that I personally hope that everyone has taken away from from the show because, you know, we, we started it as we were testing self-improvement things like road testing them and sharing our experiments with the things that we tested. And then it kind of just, it, it evolved from there into, I think more, you're still a focus on, uh, productivity and self-improvement, but more wider lifestyle stuff. And I guess one major thing running through the show through that whole time is the idea that we are all experiments of one. And what we hope that everyone kind of learn from listening to us is, I guess, how to experiment with yourself safely which sounds weird. That maybe sounds even a little very bit dodgy. weird. <laughs> sounds sounds um, a little bit sexy there, Kelly. 
it sounds a tiny bit sexy, um, but yes, we, all our bodies are different, all our minds are different, all our values are different, you know, all our goals are different. So we, the same rules don't apply to everybody, and what works for one person is not going to work for another. And I hopefully we've been clear about that over the journey that everything that we've shared has not been with the, you know, the idea of like, we tested it, it works for us, it's going to work for you. It's always been in that um, vein of we've tried this, it worked for us or it didn't work for us, but give it a go and see if it works for you. If it works for you, keep it. If it doesn't work for you, discard it. So, but, you know, there were rules to self-experimentation, a term sounds a bit dodgy, Um, (laughs) and the rules around that are, do no harm, so please don't do something you know is going to be super unhealthy or is going or to even, probably even have a poor outcome. sounds really unhealthy. Like there are a lot of practices that have become quite normalised in, in the health and wellness space that, you know, we, we've sort of been like, look, if you, if you want to go down that path, then definitely do it. But, you know, here's some research about it and here's some things that have happened and that kind of stuff because we're – um, yeah, we, we were sort of wanting people to look a bit deeper than what a lot of health ex- well, health experts, health experts are the ones you should be listening to. <laughs> I mean, I mean like health influencers just, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. Like, remember when we found out that lemon water was bad for our teeth? Uh, I just, oh, every time I think about lemon water, I just think about like lemon detox diet. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but um, like we, but we were hardcore like lemon drinkers and then. I, I still am a hardcore lemon drinker. Oh, Why is it bad for your teeth? God, I did have we not, not had this. this conversation? Did I just discover no. this on my own and not talk to you about it? Oh yes. no. Yes, oh did. Kelly, <laughs> it's really bad for your teeth. Apparently it just like shreds the enamel. Really? It's, yeah. No, it's I literally thing. have lemon water every single oh, morning. No, <laughs> you'll have to research it because I um I I was I was the same. Like, oh, I'm just gonna have my lemon. It's like really detoxing. And then I this dentist that um like popped up. His video went viral, and he was like, guys, please stop drinking so much lemon water. He was like, it's cool to have a slice in you know an ice beverage at a barbecue, but he said this like daily lemon drinking is just destroying your teeth. So, oh have, no, oh, you're no. telling me this now. In <laughs> I, fun, thought, I thought we have the <laughs> I oh love my, my lemon water every single morning ritual. It just kind of like kicks on because it's just, you know, water is boring. Oh <laughs> so no, I like Kel, I'm shocked water. that we haven't had this discussion. I think I might have accidentally, I think I might have discovered this in one of our recording breaks and then thought I told oh, you and then right. didn't. But do 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 your own research. Um, I did take this dentist guy at his word, though, because he seemed quite angry about it. Um, <laughs> I was, so I was like, I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I kind of agree with the guy who spent, I don't know, seven eight years at dentistry school. But yeah, look into it. And there's another nutritionist I follow on Instagram who's really, I have no idea what her name is because it's such a. Um, it's such a, a such a standard name. It's something like oh right, like the lovely nutritionist or the healthy nutritionist or you know how there's all those nutritionists yeah. that just have like yeah. a lovely adjective before nutritionist and they <laughs> all just kind of blend into each other. Her content though is lovely and smart and researched and whoever she is agrees oh. with the with the. <laughs> Carly's going to figure out who it is, give me the name, and then we'll put it in the notes. I will try my hardest to find her. It's not Teresa Cutter, is it? No, she's something nutritionist. (laughs) Right. Okay, we'll figure out who that is. 
something something nutritionist. But anyway, she's great and she agrees with the lemon thing. So anyway, that (laughs) – I can't believe I didn't tell you that. I was like – I was feeling like – I'm going to have to go conduct my own experiment on myself. I was probably trying to bro down with you on that big, you know, realization that we had. And I just, I've left you in the dark there, mate. Sorry. (laughs) No, anyway, with regard to we are all experiments of one, um, beyond do no harm, which is like, we know guys, I I know a lot of people, I need guidelines. I need this. We know if something makes no sense or if something is probably going to have poor consequences, don't actively seek out or do those things um one thing at a time as well a lot of the time we do want to change you know we we kind of like get ourselves into a little bit of a slump or a bit of a mess and then we go right that's it and we just want to change everything all at once um the problem with changing everything all at once is you don't know what actually worked and what didn't so change one thing at a time so that you know if something's worked for you or hasn't. Um, And then the other thing with regards to, you know, safely experimenting is to have an attitude of curiosity. So just come at things with, I wonder what will happen if, rather than I'm going to do this thing and here's my hope or here's, you know, what I'm expecting, just kind of go. It's a bit like when I did tried intermittent fasting. I um, I was, I probably actually did. Yes, to oh, this good. day. I can't even remember what I, you know, when we did it, when I first did it, but I just did it purely as an experiment. I did it purely out of curiosity. Um, I tried both the 5-2 thing and the 16-8 thing. So 5-2 is five days a week eating normally, two days a week fasting, and 16-8 is a daily thing where you just eat within an eight-hour window. Um, the five two thing just flat out didn't work for me. Same. Um, I, it was yep, torture. I, yeah, I just I just really really struggled with it. I gave it a good crack. It did not work for me. Sixteen eight, change. I won't say it changed my life, but it it just has made my life a lot easier with regard to um, eating. Um, I have spoken before that I. Don't have an eating disorder, but I have, I have experienced disordered eating in the past. Yeah, back same. when I did triathlon, and yeah, where I could eat whatever I wanted and did, um, but I was not. You know, it's uh, it's funny. Um, I look back on pictures of when I did triathlon, and I'm like, holy cow! Like I wasn't that fit for most. Like I did triathlon for ten years. I reckon I looked like a triathlete for maybe two of them because <laughs> the other eight, I just ate whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. And it was only, um, yeah, kind of in the back end of my career that I actually started eating an appropriate amount and then actually looked like I was someone who trained 25 <laughs> hours a week. Um, and then when that I finished such, triathlon. That's actually really interesting. Uh, you haven't mentioned that before, but it's that's a very good testament to the fact that you can't outrun a bad diet. You cannot outrun a bad diet 100%. And I, you know, so when I left triathlon, I was still trying to, I was still trying to train enough to keep eating as much as I wanted and I had to completely retrain myself but I still have a low-key obsession with food um, or maybe high-key obsession with food and intermittent fasting has changed everything for me in that regard. So intermittent fasting is not going to work well for everyone. I know a lot of people who it just flat out doesn't work for but for me with my particular biology, with my particular psychology, 
it really has been a game changer. So that's what we mean by experiment safely, experiment with an open mind. When I had a crack at intermittent fasting, it was literally just out of interest and it, you know, made a big difference for me. So and I'm the um, same, like our yes. like our biological makeups are completely different. We've got different yes. metabolisms. <laughs> you exercise very differently to me. There's, you know, there's a whole gamut of reasons. I, I also have disordered eating, a, a history. I, I'm going to have disordered eating for the rest of my life, I think. I think if you have a metabolism that doesn't function in the way that normal people's metabolisms do, food is very much a focus for me, has been up until this point in my life and will continue to be. And I agree that intermittent fasting just takes the pressure off having to worry so much about what I'm consuming, the amounts I'm consuming. When you do have that window where you don't eat, it's just it's just easier to manage it mentally because rather than getting up in the morning and thinking, you know, what am I going to have for breakfast? How much is this going to affect what I eat for lunch? Yes. Then how's that <laughs> going to affect what I eat for dinner? Uh, you know, it, it just takes one less decision out of it and um, also just, just keeps you from doing that over-consuming of food. Yeah, which- it's, just a, it's, a, it's just an easy way to keep a lid on calorie consumption. If, yeah. we, want to, if we want to dial it down to its most basic thing, all maintaining a healthy weight, no, it's not all, no, I won't say that because it, all maintaining a healthy weight is not simply about calories in versus calorie, oh, calories out. Oh, absolutely not. It's definitely not that easy. Um, but a lot of all the diets out there where people will lose weight come not because it's the paleo diet or the keto diet or this diet. It's because doing any kind of diet um, or any change in the way that you eat affects the amount of calories that you're consuming and it affects the quality of the calories that you're consuming just by virtue of it, you know, you're thinking about what you're doing a bit more. Um, so I feel like intermittent fasting is a, is a more, not a natural way, but it's a artificial way to cap the amount of calories that I eat in a day without me having to obsess about yeah. it. And I know, I yeah. do know a lot of people and just because we're both advocates of it doesn't mean that it is going to work for everyone. Um, we are both upholders. So that is something, mm-hmm. you know, we, we kind of get off a little bit on being tough on ourselves <laughs> and yeah. that's, that's not true for everyone. And I know a lot of people who wake up in the morning and literally cannot function unless they have breakfast and that's not going to work for them. So that's always been the backbone of the podcast, just telling people what it is that we've experienced, um, how it has affected us in our similarities, how it has affected us in our differences, and also often explaining how it might affect other people in their differences. Yeah, that's right. And I ho- hopefully along the way we've been quite honest about um, why something has worked for us, like what, you know, something like like you said, this thing will be easy for us because we're naturally inclined to hold ourselves accountable. Whereas if we were people who are not naturally, who need other people to hold ourselves, hold us accountable, that particular thing would be harder. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping that, yeah, we've, we've kind of acknowledged that something that's easy for us may not be easy for everyone who listens to the show um, along the way. Um, the second thing that I hope uh, we I kind of put in my notes, I, we, you, <laughs> is this about me or is it this is. about it's, us? It's, um, oh, look, it's collective. <laughs> it's collective. All right. Hope, um, what we hope our listeners have taken from Straight and Curly is to never stop learning. So, you know, the, I, I do feel not that the day you stop learning is the day you die, but um, 
again, just that attitude of curiosity and that desire to keep an open mind and understand that what you know now may not be true in the future. I mean, I just look back on when I went to university and I studied sports science and all the things I learned about nutrition back then have, you know, not all, but a lot of those things have been turned on its head now because we've updated our knowledge. Our scientists have updated their knowledge. Our nutritionists have updated their knowledge. Um, You know, so calories in versus calories out being one of those things. Like it was really that simple back then and it was really, you know, if, if you want to lose weight, you do this, you know, you restrict calories and that's it. Um, and I now know, and you know, and you, ex- and you can create a calorie deficit by exercising or you can create a, a calorie deficit by eating less or both. Um, and I now know that, yeah, the exercise part of the equation is a very um, fuzzy part of the equation. It's very fuzzy. Exercise can, you know, different types of exercise produce different cartons of reactions in different kinds of bodies exercise can actually make you really really hungry and you end up eating more calories than if you didn't um so yeah i just think n- always understanding that there's more to learn always understanding that what you know now may be superseded by better information in the future is a good way to come at life um don't I always find it interesting when people have a crack at other people for changing their view on things. Yeah. And they'll go back like six years in someone's Twitter timeline to find something where they've con- apparently contradicted what they're saying now. And I'm like, that's not a contradiction. That's somebody experiencing personal, <laughs> personal growth. And, and coming to new conclusions and bringing those, you know, that new learning to into their life you know you're criticizing someone for growing basically so um don't be that person um who criticized someone else for growing be the person that grows um yeah um oh i really love that that? i'm just like that was beautiful (laughs) (laughs) just making yourself as i go along (laughs) sorry guys this is one of those shows where we have minimal minimal notes and we're um winging it so when we that's the, a bit of the, all the silliness that we're um It is funny, though, at the like moment. <laughs> a lot of people say that they really like the freestyle ones. I've had... I know, but we hate them. <laughs> yeah, no, we hate them so much because we're control freaks. We just... Yes. <laughs> we like to have some sort of a roadmap of what we're going to say. And I always end up going on stupid tangents. And then Kelly always... <laughs> Kelly always knows And then I, I augment your tangent. And then, I did, and then I go, we've gone too far. And then I try to just stop it. And then it's the worst segue ever. And then I no. overthink the bad segue. <laughs> well, I always feel like whenever I'm about to say something really dumb, Kelly can kind of sense that I'm about to say something really <laughs> stupid and kind of just cuts me off and goes in a different direction. She's like, yeah, Carly's not going to want that to go to air. So she just kind of goes in a different direction. And we've tangented so badly just then. <laughs> All right. And you see, here we are. I'm going to bring us back on track. So <laughs> number three thing that I hope people have taken from, or that we hope that people have taken from straight and curly, um, is to seek self-improvement from a place of abundance rather than scarcity. So I do strongly feel, um, and I'm assuming that Carly feels the same. So when I say I, it's because I don't ever want to presume to speak for both of us. So if you ever think like, oh, you're just talking about yourself now, Kelly, <laughs> it's because I don't want to presume. Um, but yeah, I do feel like, 
I know for me personally, if I'm striving for something from a place of scarcity, that brings a lot of desperation with it. Um, And I don't think great things generally come from a place of desperation. I'm not saying they don't ever. I'm just saying as a rule, desperation leads to poor decision-making and and leads us to doing things we maybe we did we'd rather we did differently whereas um and certainly from a self improvement point of view i do um feel we need to come from a place of going look where i'm at right now is a good place i'm a good person um and th- things are great but i can be better and i think that's a better place than coming from a place of like i'm the worst person in the world or I'm this and I'm that and I'm, you know, I, I have this conversation with Jaden all the time with regard to basketball because he's, you know, he's like I'm a crap player or I had a crap game today or, and I'm like, no, you're a good player and you just want to be better and that's that's great but striving from a place of crapness is, it just leads to so much self, uh, bad self-talk and a lot of self, I just think self-loathing as a driver is not a great driver. I think it would be better to be happy and accepting of where you are while acknowledging that things could be better. So yeah, I said that really. No, no, no. I think you, I think you said it beautifully. And I, I really like that concept as well, because I think that we also try to make any type of self-improvement suggestion that we've made or anything or, or any path that someone wants to go down we try to make it a positive experience. Like for instance, just, the, yes. just the, the way that we talk about exercise and how we both had our journey with exercise where we have actually used it as punishments for ourselves in the past and exercise has been a thing that we've dreaded and we've used it as a catalyst for weight loss and gone through our unhealthy relationship with exercise and both of us for a very long time have had a very positive relationship with exercise. And I, I just, I'm just using that as an example of something that I hope yeah. our readers have taken from our podcast in that self-improvement. I actually hate the term self-improvement, but there's no yeah. other, there's no other <laughs> word for it. Like I've gone. It's the least worst term for what yeah. we talk about, I reckon. <laughs> and it's such, it's such a gross term because it's, it's just. The thing is, is that it's it's just about yeah becoming a better person and becoming a better version of you and and fixing the things about not not fixing the things about yourself that you don't like, but fixing the things about your life that you would like to change. And we don't want that to be a punishment or to be something that you're missing out on. We always want it to be like, oh, I get to eat this really healthy meal right now. Or yay, I get to seek out new job opportunities. Or yay, I get to get up and go and do boot camp. We we hope that everyone uh, comes at their self-improvement in a positive light instead of a punishing light. Yes, I like that. That's neatly wrapped up for that one. Yes. Um, The fourth (laughs) Very nicely done, Carl. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Um, the, <laughs> well, and very on um, topic for this next thing that we hope our listeners have taken from Straight and Curly, and that is to be kind. Um, so kind to yourself, uh, doing self-improvement from a place of kindness rather than a place of self-flagellation is always a great place to start. But um, be kind to others as well. I know that whole thing of uh, be kind because everyone is fighting a hard battle is a bit of a trite, tr- commonly trotted out uh, term, but it's so true. Ev- everyone's got something going on. So, and I do think a lot of self kindness 
comes from kindness to others as well. Um, it's almost like if we can extend kindness to others, then it's a good example to extend extend it to ourselves because I do think we struggle to extend ourselves the same level of kindness that we, we extend to others. So it's a good place to start outwards and then bring that same kindness inwards to yourself. Yeah, and on the topic of kindness, I hope that that we've also encouraged people to be understanding when other people's health choices don't necessarily match their own. In the self-improvement space, there's mm-hmm. a lot of um, people trying different things. There's lots of popular methodologies. There's lots of, uh, you know, popular ways of life that come around and people will try those things. And when they don't work, they often turn against them. So for instance, if, you know, a lot of people would be against um, F45, a lot of people don't like F45 because it's high intensity, um, high intensity training. They don't like high intensity training. It doesn't work for them. And when they can't stick to doing something like F45, sometimes they turn around and get aggressive towards F45. And it's the same with things like diet. CrossFit CrossFit was the same. I remember like when I first started CrossFit, I was so scared to tell people because I just, I was scared about negative backlash from trying CrossFit. And then I did it and it was like, oh my God, these people, everyone who does this where I did it anyway, were really welcoming and nurturing and, you know, it was hardcore if you wanted to be hardcore, but there was equally the opportunity to, you know, just go at your own pace. And, yeah, so it's it's interesting that there's – you're right. There's a lot of things where there are thoughts and stereotypes built up around the thing and we don't want to, you know – we don't want to be kind to people who want to self-experiment. Like we need to, if we want the space and time to be able to try things out and figure things out ourselves, we kind of need to be able to extend that to other people as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I cut you off and that, then I- <laughs> we'll wrap that right up there. Um, <clears throat> the fifth uh, thing we hope our listeners have taken from Straight and Girly, and this maybe is from like the last year or so of, me talking here in the face of uh, losing Ant is to choose grace and by which I mean extend people the benefit of the doubt. There have been lots of times over the past year or so uh, where it would have been easy to be offended or uh, to take something that someone has said or done as insensitive or hurtful but I think when we look at life in general, like we're all just muddling through this together, I think the number of situations where someone is genuinely just not a nice person and they're seeking to be hurtful or mean are relatively few, realistically. I, I think I think most things, most behaviour that people might see as manipulative or mean or nasty come from a place um, of pain And I think that choosing grace is the ability to see that other people might be in pain and just extend them the benefit of the doubt. Um, What's your interpretation of grace, Carl? I I completely agree. I think think actually in particularly in the last year, um, I think I've learned a lot about grace from you and, you know, through through losing Ant and just the way that you continue to show up for that, I think has been a really big learning experience for me. Um, and also I, you know, having, yeah, I, yeah, so I'm, I'm just thinking like, 
<laughs> while I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily think um, that I'm a particularly grace-filled person because um, I'm a justice seeker. So I'm kind of quick to, I hate confrontation, but I'm very quick to dig my heels in about things that I'm very black and white about. Um, so I think, yeah, in the last year I've learned a lot about grace and, um, yeah, and, and trying very hard. Like, like just as an example, when I said to you about the lemon thing, I'm like, no, you can't have your lemon water anymore, Kelly, because that's going to ruin your teeth. Like I <laughs> just very, very dogmatic approach to things that, that, you know, I learn. When um, you know they're right, when exactly. you know you're right. <laughs> exactly. You're right. You're right. Exactly. But, no, but yeah. I, and I do, I do think that in the group, um, the conversations in there, um, I usually just, so wonderful. And I think that we should give all of our listeners a very beautiful virtual hug because we have a Facebook group that I think it's got, is it two and a half thousand people in that group? About, yeah, about that. About yeah. that. We have never had to kick anyone out or moderate a single no, conversation. We in haven't, our, have we? Ever, ever. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I did. I kicked out an anti vaxxer once. Oh, did I tell you did I did you? that? I did. No, because <laughs> we were talking about getting the flu shot and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, let's all get the flu shot. Let's all get the flu shot. And this random woman just slid into the comments and was like, guys, do you know all the stuff that's in a flu shot? And I was like, bye. And I just deleted it. So that was the one time. I'm not even sure if I told you that I did that, that I was having a particularly <laughs> harsh day. So I just kicked her right out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm so humbled and pleased that this community built around us that has such beautiful grace and really lovely ability to have open-minded. And the thing is, is that it's not even like in the group there, it, it's a really tame group where, you know, they only talk about very nice things. It's like, there's some interesting stuff that comes up in that group. And the responses are always so thoughtful and always so lovely. And particularly if someone has a problem with something that either one of us has said in the podcast, usually me, um, it usually comes <laughs> up in, in such an open-minded, Hey, you know, here's a different thought to the thing that you said yeah. kind of a way. So I'm yeah, I, never I, in an attacking way. Yeah. I have to say I'm I echo that thought that one I love how everyone in the group meets each other where they are so when someone posts about a problem that they're having um I don't can't think of a time where I've ever noticed someone judging another person or making an assumption like I've just seen people responding very literally to what has been presented um but also when people give us feedback about something that they have not necessarily agreed with that we have said, it's always been in such a respectful um, manner, never a, oh, my God, I can't believe you guys said this, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a just a big shout-out to, to everyone who listens to the show. We appreciate you and how you have interacted with us so, so much. The yes. last one, <laughs> so, this, this point, I, I, I added this one. This one's from me. Um, I hope that one of the things our listeners have taken away from Straight and Curly is laughter because I really love that, um, you know, we do laugh a lot in our episodes <clears throat> and I don't think that self-improvement needs to be so serious and so f fussy and so 
dogmatic. I really enjoy how we've never really taken it super seriously, despite the fact that, you know, we, we both are quite disciplined people and are quite hard on ourselves and have high expectations of ourselves. I think we're also really quick to have a laugh about things that don't work and be honest about things that don't work and have a giggle about weird self-improvement things that happen because, you know, it's really funny when you go on a low-carb diet and you eat too many sugar-free lollies and almost shit yourself <laughs> when you're in the mall. You know, that's the type of stuff that you have to share because it's it's funny. Like, it, you know, and I, I really am – that's one of the things I'm going to miss is like, you know, laughing with people about – the funny stuff that we've tried and how things have ended up in tears and yeah, laughter. Oh, honestly, yes, I'm gonna miss laughing till I cry. Um, <laughs> I will, you will recall that um, my, some of my friends were listening to the show, like some of the shows we taped at the end of last year, and I remember that one of them saying to me, "You know, Kelly, it was just really good to hear you like deeply belly laughing." Um, and I think probably talking with you, Carl's last year or I'm recording the show last year was really one of the very rare times throughout the year that I did laugh and just unashamedly, um, yeah, and you just thank you for that. Um, sorry, this is not an unknown, so I'm now putting Carly <laughs> in a really, she did not know this was coming. I'm putting her in the awkward position of having to listen to me talk to her about her, which is, don't you dare try to turn this on me when I stop talking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I do have to highlight um, I've had such a beautiful time doing the show. I've loved collaborating with you. I love that at the end of last show we kind of kind of came to realisation that just because this collaboration is ending does not mean there are no future collaborations in store for us. No. Um, and I actually I really, really like I that hold because that's how, that's how Straight and Curly came about. Because yes. <laughs> I contacted Kel and I was like, oh, hey, I had this weird thing where I thought, you know, maybe we should do a podcast. And Kelly's response was genuinely, well, obviously, I thought we already had this discussion. Yeah, we both but it was had, a conversation I just had in my head yeah, with myself. <laughs> we'd each had this weird conversation in our head. And that was at the end of last episode. I hadn't actually discussed that with Kelly, but I was like, we're not done. Like, with like, there's there's something in the future for us at some point. I really believe that. I think there'll be another collaboration at some point. I love that thought and I will absolutely hold on to that thought um, <laughs> and I have no idea how to end this episode because this is No, this me is neither. Oh, I did actually want to say one thing. Um, I think it's incredibly admirable how after you lost Ant, you continued to show up for the show in whatever capacity you were able to. And I I really like that you've ended the show on your terms and not as a result of anything that has happened to you in your life. And I feel like that was really important to you. And I mean, I'm, I, I don't know that it was, but I feel like it was. No, well, no, you're right. And uh, yeah, I, actually I hadn't given it any, that level of thought, but yeah, you're right. This is very much in my terms. And I, and on that note um, of continuing to show up last year, um, I, I said this in the group, but for anyone who's not in the group, um, yeah, I, I'm staggered that I was able to keep showing up last year. It was just, again, it was an experiment. I just kept an open mind. I didn't go, well, yeah, there's no way I'll be able to record a podcast in this mental state, um, so I'm not even going to try. Like I just 
came at it with a very open mind. Carly encouraged me to keep an open mind about it. We said, look, we'll just try and record, see what happens. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And obviously it worked. It not only worked, um, it was a real source of joy for me last year. Um, So I just want to thank everyone who listens to the show for creating what is obviously a very safe space for me to show up in and be very vulnerable and not have to overthink that at all. So thank you, everyone. Um, All right. I think (laughs) see you when we see you. (laughs) It's so hard to wrap this show up, but I'm just kind of like, I just just want to keep on saying more things. Um, It's going to be like that thing where like you say goodbye in the restaurant and then you go out the front and you say goodbye (laughs) out the front and then you all walk to your car together and you say goodbye in the car. That's what this is like. That's exactly what it is. Or like you're on the phone and you and you you hang up and it's like no you hang up no you hang up no you hang up. <laughs> oh man, I actually think that that is the perfect note to end our last episode on, and that just about wraps up our final episode. Thank you so much, Kelly. It's been a wonderful ride. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. <laughs> <laughs>